You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's now time for our main event. Take a trip back in time to the golden era of the wrestling world with your host, Chris Tetrold Blaine. Welcome to Once Upon a Turnbuckle. Welcome to another very special episode of Once Upon a Turnbuckle. And looking outside today, summer is well and truly over, um, as you can agree. Um, but things in the Carnage camp are heating right up as we race towards their second show um, at the end of this month. And I'm thrilled to welcome another face from the Pro Wrestling Carnage camp, but someone who's not only known for um, the match he's had with Carnage, but he's made a name for himself across other indie promotions um, here in across Britain. <laughs> you look like you're doubting yourself already, don't. Um, I think a lot. And he's also um, he's also a fellow podcaster as well, um, with a show on Powered Four TV, no doubt, which is brilliant. So I welcome. I've got this written down: the beer drinking, heavy metal listening. Bold-headed brawler, Q-Ball. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having me on, man. It's uh, it's the first time I've done this in a while. You brought me back to this screen camera. Yeah, this realm. Yeah, realm so, yeah. Two D people rather than you know, sort of in the flesh. Yeah, it's weird. You know, I can't shake your hand. Or <laughs> it's, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, no, nonetheless, there we go. Nonetheless, thanks for having me, man. Nah, no worries. No worries. No, I, 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 I look forward to all of these, but I, um, I've also watched some of your podcasts as well. So I, I know this is going to be, this is going to be a laugh um, yeah. for one reason or another. And um, I mean, I, I suppose let's, let's get right into it. Let's, uh, as I normally do, let's set the scene as it were in terms of wrestling and yourself, um, where did it all begin for you? When did you first discover wrestling way back, even before you had any thoughts of getting in the ring? It's probably the same. Can you can we swear on this? Yeah, go I, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. It's probably the same ridiculous. It's not ridiculous, though, is it? It's just probably the same story as every... I will try not to swear because I have a... <laughs> Same story as everybody else, you know. Uh, they was at home as a kid, obviously, and it was on a TV, and they seen a wrestler, and they was like, "Oh, I want to do that." That's pretty much my story. Cool. You know, just sat down with man, seeing uncles, watching wrestling on Channel Four, I believe at the time it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I get the idea of what era this this was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Attitude era just came into the attitude attitude era kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. My first memories are Untaker, because uh, he's my all-time favorite wrestler. He's a badass, he's awesome. Yeah. And when Kane came in, his, you know, stepbrother, half-brother, you know, yeah. Kane is alive! 
Ah, you know, and all that. And that was, that's my memories. And I watched them two doing their thing. And I was like, yeah, I want to be doing that. Cool. Fast forward, fast forward, years and years and years down the line. And here we are today. Cool, cool. So that, and that's, that, that's, that's, it's a bit different actually than some of the others because um, I think we'll have had, not saying you're by any means old or anything like that, but some of the younger guys who, who they started watching in a, a different kind of era, one that I couldn't really uh, relate to you're exactly there and you know i can totally relate to the the impact the undertaker and kane had right at the beginning yeah. um nobody cited the undertaker i don't think since since i started doing this as, as being sort of a favorite or or one that really hooked him in. oh yes he, he's a favorite and kane you know you got your Shawn michael triple h steve austin the rock you know you got all of them but undertaker yeah. he's my homie or can i if i can say that i don't know yeah. but i just did <laughs> you know he's i gotta say he is one of the I'd say the only one who's kept himself relevant for oh, over course, 30 yeah. years. You know, the others may have stuck around in some capacity and tried to keep it going, but I think he's the only one that seemed to do it at top level for that long. Yeah, really. definitely. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay, so, I mean, back in those days then, um, was there a particular match event? Obviously, you know, we've, we've mentioned who the, the, the stars were that hooked you in, but was there a particular match that really sort of turned your attention to, like, you know, I, I need to watch this. Yeah. yeah, I need to carry on. So a lot of people will say, you know, if they say the Undertaker, for example, they will say the match, Undertaker and Mankind. But for me, it was not, you know, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an awesome match, don't get me wrong, for what it is. Yeah. But mine was the bad blood. You know, it was yeah. uh, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Hand in the Cell. Yeah. And that's when Kane debuted. Yeah. How awesome was that? That you was know, very cool. That had me, that three-year-old kid or however old I was, that had me. I was like, whoa, this is better than yeah. EastEnders. You know, <laughs> I didn't know what EastEnders was, but, you know. No, you that... let your secret out there. No, come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I don't watch it, honestly. <laughs> um, But that was it. That had me hooked straight away. And then just every week I'd want to watch it. I need to watch this now. Mm. And the excitement you have as a kid just watching something like that. Because obviously we're kids, we don't. We don't know anything really let's face it you know no. it's just like watching a cartoon yeah you know i'd be hooked and the story that built between the untaker and kane you know to the wrestlemania essentially yeah. uh, wrestlemania match yeah it was yeah. just phenomenal i think i think they haven't done anything as great as that since it's, then maybe it's... the fiend i would say the fiend okay. had, had a really good story mm. but you know yeah. It's it's the slow burn, isn't it? That's that's what I yeah. missed from the old days. I think where they they didn't have a pay per view or, or they didn't have a pay per view every month. They didn't even have a show every week, and they built a storyline over like three, four, five months for an yeah. event. Um, I know back along, I, I wasn't watching it at the time, but when they built up, they announced The Rock and Cena for WrestleMania a year beforehand. Once in a lifetime, or was it <laughs> <Part> two? <No. laughs> but it's like. You know, do you really need to? They didn't really build that, I don't believe, over the whole year. But you know, I don't think it added to it. They, no, they didn't I mean, really. They didn't. You know, that there wasn't the the there was hype around it when it happened. I suppose because it was, you know, a it's, movie, it's, ba it's basically movie star versus movie star, and everybody yeah. wants to kick out basically. Yeah, but uh, but no, it's that it's that again telling the story. You're right. Um yeah. That that really was missing. So. um so from there then, um, when was it that you first had the inclination that you seriously 
wanted to pursue wrestling yourself and get and sort of start training and getting in there? Uh, from a young age, again, just just watching it, you know, like I, you know, during school as well, they'd always be like, "So, I'm not going to say my real name because you don't need to know my real name." So, <laughs> so keyboard, what what do you want to be when you're older? I want to be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a real that's not a real uh, job though. You know, you need to be working in Morrison's or you need to. <laughs> no, I want to be a wrestler. But you can't. Yes, I fucking can. You know, and all that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to be a wrestler from a young age. That's all I wanted to do. And you know, uh, I went to my first indie show, uh, February two thousand and nine, uh, which was Pro EVW, which is now Evolution Wrestling, oh, doing okay. fantastic yeah. things right now, doing yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, it's on a Saturday night uh, in Chooksbury, where I come from, and they had posters up in the uh, in the venue saying, "Do you want to?" You know, you know the generic like, "Become a pro wrestler, come yeah. to this venue." On Sunday, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So that's what I done. Turned up to Hampstead Village Hall in Gloucester, and that's where my journey began. Um, Gilligan Gordon was there. He was uh, one of the trainers at the time. Uh, T Bone was a regular mm-hmm. uh, trainer at the time. Mad Dog Max would turn up eventually. Somebody else, but we will not mention his name purely for you know recent things. Um, but you know, it that's where it began for me. Mm. I can see about February two thousand and nine, and now I'm here. Cool, cool, cool. There's obviously a bit to unpack in between because I'm sure you didn't just come from the training school to sitting in that chair. Uh, it might be the no. same chair, not sure. Um, I am, I'm in the chair, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the early your early experiences when you started training. Um, obvious question: Do you remember your first bump? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> winded, winded. But yeah. it's it's that it's you know it, it, it's the fear as well because you've got to be able to chuck yourself backwards mm. yeah essentially a back bump you've got to be able to chuck yourself backwards in the right position without your body going oh you know yeah. kind of thing <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. and be able to sort of throw yourself you know to do a front bump be able to teach yourself to do flip bumps and naturally your body's like how no i ain't doing that shit it's overcoming but, an instinct isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. You just got to be able to do it. But when I, you know, it was in stages, you know, you sort of sit down and you sort of learn the motion, you know, you the way you need to sort of land, you know, your arms spread out and, you know, just mm. so you know how to land. Yeah. You know, you just, you learn that bit. You start from squatting and then you just roll backwards again, you know, to get the motion, squatting and just sort of jumping a little and gradually you just go up and up and down until you just mm. check yourself backwards. Wow. Take your first bump, keyboard or JP, whatever you want to call me back then, because, yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah, I felt that. I felt <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I love it. I loved it back then, and it's so much. You know, I'm not... Go on, sorry. I was going to say, you, you obviously, you went back for more. Um, yeah, I did, yeah. Weird that, and it? It's weird what we do. <laughs> it's the yeah. one thing I hear from everywhere, every single person I've interviewed from this. It's like that first instance that they they took that first bump, they... they perform that first move or whatever even though it's it's a move to hurt you really yeah it, it becomes um addictive almost have you ever done anything like this chris just wondering no i would have loved to it's my boyhood dream going into Shawn michaels made now but no i never did never did why not just um because, just because well i mean i could say i could make an excuse and say logistics you know the first time i saw anything about a training school same way that cayman did really it was an ad in the back of power slam magazine for training school that hammerlock were doing 
yeah. I was in Basingstoke at the time. That was in Kent. I had no way of getting there. Uh, we had no car or anything like that. Yeah. Um, when I went to uni in Stoke, there was a wrestling school in Wigan that I found out about not a million miles away. And I used that. I used the distance as the reason for me not to do it and how much money it's just going to cost. And I don't think I, I didn't have anyone around me that encouraged me to do it either. I, yeah. In fact, I probably had the opposite. I had people telling me um, not, to. not to do it. So yeah. that, that's just me. I didn't have the drive to sort of prove them wrong, I suppose. No, that's fair enough. I mean, I would say nowadays it's a lot easier to be able to go to a training school because there's one literally outside your door everywhere you yeah, go. Yeah. Whereas you're looking, what, 10, 15 years ago, you know, when we would have been younger, mm. It was, it wasn't as, uh, what's the, you know, it's not accessible. As, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I was fortunate enough, the promoter of Pro EVW, which is still the promoter now, he would always come and pick me up Sunday mornings and bring me back. I, I was lucky, yeah. you know, so, but yeah, it wasn't easy for everybody, but nowadays it's hell of a lot easier. And I would, you know, I, I've always said to people like nowadays, if they ask for some advice, mm. yeah, I'd always say don't stick to one training school because no matter where you go, you want to learn something different. Sure. The trainers have been taught in different ways. Like yeah. if, if I've helped people with bumps or something, there's a there's a bump that I like to do. It's called a side bump. You know, it's just basically just an elbow drop. But some okay. people are like, whoa, I've never seen that. It's like, yeah. there you go. You know, just, just <laughs> something, something silly, you yeah. know, like that. But they've never seen it because it's something that's not yeah. necessarily done much nowadays. But do you, sorry, do you, do you find, um, so obviously, you know, you're, you, you You've gone through the training. You're now performing in that yourself. Do you find you're still learning at a show? Oh, you can pick something up at a show that you're on from someone else still. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You will never stop learning. You'll you'll hear it from all like the wrestling veterans mm. as well. Like you know, you've had a couple on your podcast on your shows. You know, I've had a couple on mine. You know, they're in their seventies. They're old and all yeah. that now. They're veterans, and they they even say now, you know, you you will always continue to learn in wrestling. Mm. It's it's a weird thing, you know. Sometimes. You know, when I was younger, you know, you're young and naive and all that, you know, you think you know the shit. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, actually, man, you don't you don't know what you're doing. No. So yeah, you will always, you know, you always learn. Even if it, is, it might not be the wrestling side of things per se, it's you know, just the way you interact with the crowd. Yeah. You know, just putting yourself over, helping get that guy over and not thinking, not being selfish basically, because a lot of guys will think about themselves where it's like you know you're a team you need to be put helping yeah. each other out you need if you're the good guy you need to be putting that bad guy over and vice versa and yeah i ramble too much and that's why my podcast calls people be the rambles there we go we will come to that we will come to that it's yeah. a great it's a, it is a great podcast but yes it's it's one of it's one of those that i it, it's it's probably a lot like mine where it just kind of goes off in all types of directions but yeah i mean if i do ramble too much just say keyboard man no nope. No, not at all. We're, I've got the recording button still on. As long as I've got that, I'm going to capture everything you say. I can see in the corner. I can see <laughs> so let's let's talk about you in the ring then. So so give everyone a flavour of who Q-Ball is in the ring. You know, what sort of persona have you got? Is it yourself, basically? Do you, do you no. not actually come out of character? No. No, uh, I'm a believer in characters, you know. Um, uh, I'd say I'm... See, I like kayfabe, so I'm not going to say my real name. No. I am X. You know, I'm JP, as some people like to know me as. I'm JP, amped up to 11 kind of thing. So I've had, I've had three, in my time of wrestling, I've had three different gimmicks, right? So when I first started, I was called the Insane Star JP. Uh, 
you know, just as saying this, it's just, it's, it is a part of me. I, it's just, it was a nutty side of me. You know, I wore face paint. I was like flamboyant. I was like, you know, okay. you can me. So that was me. Um, that was the wacky side of me. Then I had another gimmick called Alistair Michelson. That was the dark side, you know, okay. that's the whole like, uh, you know, depressed kind of sore side of me, just bringing it to life kind of thing, the yeah. dark demonic kind of character. And that didn't work. And then um, now on Cubal, this is the more, I would say the more conf- confident, a little bit cocky, a little bit of an a-hole. That would, with some people already be watching this thinking, yeah, he actually is a bit of an asshole. <laughs> I'm a lovely guy, but you know, yeah. but that, that this is Cubal confident i like to have um fun in the ring mm. by also kicking ass mm. um i'm a i like to interact with the crowd i am a firm believer in crowd work yeah. which is a lost art in my opinion in this nowadays wrestling which i'm not i'm not disres- i'm not on here to disrespect anybody everybody has their opinions they're like bumholes if you will. Hey, hey, i this whole podcast came out of my distaste for a, a certain um a certain thread that was going on in in a certain promotion last year so right. you know no i i i don't make any bones about the fact that yeah. it's a lot different and things are missing these days so just go yeah. ahead <laughs> but i will say I, I listened to a podcast back last year and um somebody called the whiskey chaser martin grant described wrestling in a really good way he said wrestling is like a circus there's, there's one thing for everybody or there's something for everybody. And that I was like, that's a, that's really good. I like that. And like, that's yeah. always something that's stuck, mm. you know? And I, like I said, I've always been, always been a firm believer in crowd work. So yeah, I mean, if you, if, if you kind of like a bit of a cocky character who likes to have a laugh, there's a bit of comedy in his matches, but also can kick ass, then mm. I'm a guy. Cool. Follow my page on Facebook. <laughs> and see stuff that I've done in the past and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. So it's your your style then, obviously, you know, I, I called you at the beginning, like I've heard you, you know, call yourself a ball-headed brawler. Yeah. Um, so have you got someone in particular or a few people in particular that you've that have influenced your style in the ring? Or, or is it something that you've honed yourself? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've got a bit of Undertaker in there. I got a bit of Kane, a bit of Steve Austin, if you will. I mean, uh, I, I do like the brawl because that's just something that's easy for me to do. I'm not a technician in any way. You know, I can do the basics, but I'm not, you know, like all these world-class wrestlers and these yeah. world-class, like, independent wrestlers, you know, that they put on some phenomenal matches mm. by doing technical work. Mm. I know I know a wrestler who can just do technical wrestling and still have the crowd in the palm of their hands. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. You know, it's great to see, but me... I like to bring something different to the table. Yeah. So I'm just a brawler. I'll go in there, punch, 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 punch. Then that's just me. Excitement. That, it's that balance. And I, I, I've said this, you know, countless times is if you have a show filled with all these acrobatics and, you know, it's really good the first time around, but if you're on the fifth match and it's still the same thing, yeah. you get a little bored of it. And, yeah, you know, definitely. the era that I grew up in, you had a bit of everything. You know, you yeah. had the guys that could really wrestle and then you had the big guys that could barely move or you had the guys that yeah. just wanted to use chairs and whatever and yeah you know yeah you... i mean like i say you know on on a typical card wrestling card you'll have about six matches mm. you probably find about three or four of them they'll start off with oh um connor and albert tie up okay headlock wrist lock waist lock hammer lock whoop done international yeah. spot done that's what you'll see 
but with me, it's like, nah, I'm going to batter you for a bit, and, you know, and all that, and that's, that's it, you know. I'm full of surprises. I, I, was and, watching, I was watching your match with Big D earlier uh where you just you went out of the venue and you you jumped over a, a, like a picnic bench over and you know that, yeah. yeah it needs to be done he's a big guy i need the summit to work and i was like yeah park bench <laughs> up that crossbody boom it worked yeah I got him it, did. it did but yeah, uh, you know spoiler alert he beat me but there we go it is what it is it's not always a result is it it's not always a result that matters it's what you uh, it's, it's sending everyone home happy exactly it worked it worked we had everybody out of that venue come and watch just a two minute part in our match and like it was brilliant just to see that yeah anyway sorry that's all right no no um a question that i do normally have at the end just as one of the sort of you know almost like quick fire ones but i'll, I'll bring it out here for you as a as a wrestler, you know, in your time in the ring so far, is there a, a, a match that you've been involved in which which really ranks up there as, as like one of your favourites or one that sh- you feel was your best one? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've had that many, you're just trying to whittle them down, I know. Yeah, I'm trying to just think throughout my entire kind of time in the ring uh i would say the best matches i've had is as cubo um you know where i you know i was young when i was doing the insane star and all that and so i was just green as grass they say i'm you know but now i've sort of learned you know i've learned from like speaking to different guys throughout lockdown as well i would say my best matches i've had are now since i've come back from since we come back from lockdown as well against uh, like Stevie Jones and Nephilim in our in ring wrestling stars. We, I think we've put on some good matches. So, you know, it's in terms of storylines and just the way the whole match has gone, you know, I'm not, do you know what? I'm not a five-star classic kind of guy. I'm not the best wrestler you're going to ever see, but I entertain. I don't really, you know, I'm a wrestling entertainer. That's what I am. I entertain. And if I feel like, the crowd are behind me throughout the whole match or the crowd are booing me, mm. I've done my job. And that means more to me than putting on a five-star classic match, in my opinion. No, that's... So, that's yeah, yeah. I, I would say Q-War versus Stevie Jones and Nephilim is probably one of my top matches. Cool. It's on YouTube, so if you want to... I was to search, just about to ask, is that out there for people to enjoy? Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. What I'll do is I'll try from the link, or if you've got it, ping it over and I'll put it in the... Uh, I'll put right. it in the notes when this goes out so everyone can enjoy that one. So, uh, cool, cool. Um, skipping ahead just a little bit, really. I, 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 again, I said at the beginning, I don't tend to stick to a train of thought. I just kind of go where, wherever it takes me. So um, thinking what you would like to achieve in wrestling then, I'm not going to put a time scale, you know, where are you going to be in five, ten years' time or whatever. What would you want to achieve, which would be your what you would consider your pinnacle? I mean, I'm not one of these guys who wants to go to WWE or the big leagues or AEW or anything like that. I mean, I'm outside of wrestling. I'm a big family guy. You know, I got my family. Anybody who follows my pages, they will know how much family means to me, my wife and my kids. I love them. I wouldn't want to leave them. But, you know, if I can sort of make an impact on people's lives around the indie scene, you know, make an impact on some of the up and coming talent, and, you know, the talent that were around, that are still around, you know, when we was younger and all that. Yeah. 
then that's all that's what matters to me you know is is that and somebody's going oh yeah that cubal guy he was a decent guy that that means a lot that means more to me that's than going to wwe yeah you know. yeah that's it's, all i want it's it's not i when i was growing up i mean i think it was everyone's ambition if you're going to get in the ring you were aiming for one place i mean possibly yeah. two but you knew the other wasn't really going to stick it yeah. um yeah. But now there is so much option to go out there. I think yeah. you, you've not necessarily got to be tied to. It, it's not always, in my opinion, it's not the best, I don't feel, the best place to be, you know, yeah. at the top in WWE. I think there's more exciting places to look that you could be part of. So, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like, just cool. not, if, I, if, I, if something happens, you know, like, yeah, okay, you know, when WWE came over to the UK, you said, oh, you know, Q, well, we'd like you to have, just have a dark match against mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah. yeah cool sure awesome mm. happily love to do that but it's not something that's on my list to do no, no it's nice, not a dream or nice it's bonus. Not yeah it'd be a nice bonus but as long as people could sort of say yeah that cue ball guy he was there when when we needed somebody or yeah. he was a decent guy to speak to or he had some good advice just just something like that you yeah. know that'd cool. be that that would that'd be enough for me Ah, there you go. You're, know, not getting, you're not getting too soft on it. No. So. no. <laughs> okay. Let's let's sort of bring it bring it back under the carnage banner because this is obviously you know part of the reason okay. why we're here. I was um, waiting. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So so really, where did your um your involvement first of all with Pro Wrestling Carnage come about? The promoters they wanted a kick-ass team. They wanted the Aaron Scare, myself and Big D, even though we're not friends in RWS, go figure that one. Oh, well. I was going to ask, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a weird one. He is Big D. <laughs> I don't know. We're tag champs in Cyrus Etta Wrestling Federation and Slam Down Wrestling, and we're teaming up in EVM. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one, and we're teaming up in Carnage. But, you know, yeah, they wanted a tag team. Like, the, the promoters knew and know who we are. I've, I've known the promoters a long time, you know, I speak to them as well all the time. And yeah, they liked what we had to offer. And they said, we'd like to invite you to come down to Carnage, put you in a triple threat tag match against uh, Bishop and Bevan, which you've had on, uh, and Necrophago and Flying Grayson. And it would be for the, to become the first ever Carnage, uh, Pro Wrestling Carnage Tag Team Champions. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, D, D, been on the phone to management, blah, 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 blah. He was up for it. I was up for it. We, you know, yeah. signed our names. We, we had to get it posted, obviously, because of lockdown. Yeah. Jumbo. We done it. We signed contracts and went from there. And yeah. So um, your, your, let's go to the first mutation then, the show that, you know, their first show, just trying to get an idea of what, what the, the feeling was then in the in the in the camp you know being the first show i've said it to a couple of the other guys and i'm not just saying it because i got the carnage guys on but as promotions go you know i follow quite a few of the indie ones um yeah. across the uk and they seem to pro wrestling carnage seem to just have something in place which is in my mind setting them it was like they're they're, they're several steps ahead where they actually are you know, yeah. from, with what they're putting out. I mean, did you get a feel for that when, you know, on that show? You know, yeah. that, that um, was... Well, you're just saying that because you want to get in there somehow. You're, I know <laughs> what you're doing. I'm a podcaster too. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
When I first heard of Carnage, and because I knew the promoters, I was excited straight away. Because I think Carnage is going to be the promotion that then that brings wrestling back to Wales. You got your Welsh wrestling. You, you can't beat them. No, mm. you, you just can't beat them because of who they are. Mm. But in terms of, you know, push Welsh, Welsh wrestling aside, you got your Carnage. I think they're going to grow fast. And, you know, I know they've sold out their next show, which is on the 30th of October in Pencoy's Welfare Hall. Cheap plug. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay, miss. That's okay, management. Don't worry. I'll have um, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I don't know. They've, they've, they're different. They've got something different going on. I'm excited to sort of see where things go. If you will, I mean, they've got, they've got great talent. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. They have. They've got great talent. Um, but there, there are a couple of promotions in Wales that can give them a good run for their yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, you got VCW, which is my stumbling ground. Not being biased, okay. but yeah. them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any more. Uh, you got Slam Masters Wrestling as well. They're gonna, they're doing something brilliant. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, just that. But I think, yeah, they got something good going, and I think it could be something brilliant as well. You know, yeah. yeah. Have you got have you got a role in Carnage from the Crypt? Have I missed something, or are you are you are you due to be there? Well, can't say. No, I don't know. You don't know. I, I know. That's I know they want. I know they want us, but they haven't been in contact, mm-hmm. and which That's concerns tough. me because we are two weeks away. Mm, two weeks, time, I think two weeks. Yeah, we're two weeks away time yet. from Carnage of the Crypt or whatever it's bloody called. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Would you like to see Yeraskera? Of course, I would. Yeah, you're just saying that, and I'm just you. not even. I'm not even there. You should be there. You should be going <laughs> and buying a ticket right I now. Sh- I, I should have been. I should have been. If I again, this is I don't know what it is. I used to work in logistics. Um, but I will I will make distance um a reason for me not to do something. I'm down in Devon and you you've know, got I mean you've had carnage, you've had carnage guys on, so they should be saying something to you about a free ticket. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> so if you're gonna yeah. this is this is I'm gonna snip that to be the, the clip I use as the trailer. All right, fine. Let's do it now, right? Yes. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Carnage Management. Why the fudge have you not given this guy a free ticket? He's given you coverage like I once did. What did I get? A booking. Okay, fair enough. He's no, that James. No. Well, yeah, we could. He's had James Ellis just recently. That's your new video, by the way, isn't it? Cheap it plug. Is. You've had superstar Jimmy Taylor. You've had Chris Bevan which is the Pro Wrestling Carnage Tag Team Champion. You've had coverage. You've had it all. You've even had the Pro Wrestling Carnage World Heavyweight Champion Cayman on. And he's not getting anything out of this. Give him something. No. <laughs> and team. There we go. Oh, Sorry. Ideal. No, ideal. Ideal. I love that. I'm going to put that everywhere. So, um... Yay. <laughs> let's, like let's, see. Let's, see what, let's see what comes of that. But let's... let's um, Let's go to our, our common ground now. Yeah. So obviously you're as, as well as a wrestler, um, which I'm very into. Um, I'm also into podcasting, obviously, as are oh, you. Oh. <laughs> I thought we just had much chat. No. So yes, you have Q Ball's Bearded Rambles, which 
um i is is a cracking podcast i haven't gone through Thank um, you. i i even scratched the surface with it yet but um you know you uh you're, you're great to listen to um as you are great to talk to um you've had um, some cracking guests on so let's let's talk about firstly um how where why sounded a little bit like okay now, but how um when, when did you decide you were going to do a podcast and why uh, I decided I was going to do it during the first lockdown of the pandemic for this goddamn coronavirus. Why? Because I was bored and there was too much negativity going around. So I wanted to bring some positivity into the wrestling world. Why the hell not? And one thing led to another. Yours, uh, I actually started doing on doing them on Instagram live, but okay. uh, you know we need to go a bit better with this cube or you need to it's supposed to be a one-off it genuinely was oh, okay i was like oh i quite enjoyed that i quite enjoyed doing that um and then i found zoom what we're doing now on zoom yeah. hi zoom um <laughs> started doing that and you'll see my first video with, with big d and i because i didn't you gotta pay for zoom by the way i don't know if you know i i had to so I have my phone just recording it like this. It's disgusting. The, oh, the quality of it is disgusting, honestly. Right. But it was fun. It was fun learning a bit more about Big D, you know, about his past, you know, why, how and why he gets into wrestling. Yeah. But then, then you know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to pay for this. I'm just going to put my D card details in and we're going to pay for this. And then, you know, you get like, like you probably would have yourself. Who can I come on your podcast? You know, and... <laughs> I just had that and I was just started meshing people. Do you want to come on and speak about your time? Because I, I seen as like myself, we were stuck indoors. Mm. We couldn't be wrestlers. So we had to just sit there hoping we wasn't going to get coronavirus and just live our lives doing nothing. Mm. So I used to just go, so I just messaged around people saying that, you know, do you want to come on the podcast? Half hour, about half an hour, an hour, you know, mm. just be, just be your gimmick. Yeah. you know dress up pr just pr promote yourself keep yourself relevant and we'll talk about yourself just so people can learn a bit more who is behind the character mm. people liked it exactly. and for some yeah. reason people people loved watching it i don't, I don't know why but <laughs> listening to somebody whose vocabulary is awful <laughs> you know and i get you know, stuck for words uh, what i what i like about it and we were talking about this just before we came on actually um, no, we didn't. We don't feel yeah. that. All right, we didn't talk about anything. Right, yeah. that kind of knackers yeah. the next part that I was going on to because I can't. Anyway, um, it's um, you can you can watch two or three interviews with you know same person that have done different podcasts, but you 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 have different angles, different questions right. that are asked, and you know I I love the banter in yours. I got it. You got you. Could, yeah, as you know, with some people, it's a bit awkward. It came first, like so, you know, like be like, Panthers, how's it going? Blah 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 blah. My my guess at this time is phenomenal. Yeah? yeah. And they're like, Yeah, right? how's it going? It's like, all right, come on. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get a bit more out of you than all right, you know. You don't get that initial bit in that like straight off that intro that kind of can kill it. It does, um, yeah. You know, you're all like, wait, you know, I'm all yeah. like, ah, oh, fine, yeah. <laughs> How and why did you get into wrestling? And then, but I, I, you know, having banter, mm. it just makes things less awkward. Yeah. Kind of let get to the, a vibe of somebody as well then. If, you know, if they don't yeah. want to be around and you kind of know, and it's like, yeah, okay, 
we're going to end that. <laughs> Never happened, thankfully. <laughs> I, yeah. I have watched some. What I wanted to do, or not to do, I suppose, when I got into podcasting, um, well, firstly, mine started off just as a solo thing. I didn't have visions talking to anyone. It just wanted it to be me because I was too nervous to record myself you know, talking to people. Oh, God, yeah, 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 definitely, um, yeah. But I've listened to podcasts where it's literally a string of questions. There's nothing in between. The answer's given, they move on to the next one. And, you know, it just doesn't really gel. And I thought, if I can get to a stage where it can just be like a chat over a pint, you know, yeah. I find that a lot better, a lot nicer to listen to. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about so, some of the guests. Have you, I've put you on the spot, really. Um, some of your favourite or most memorable guests that you've had on so far. Favourite guests? Randy Hogan, former NWA, WCW. Yeah. He is a bit of a former WWF or E superstar, but he doesn't yeah. like to say he is. But, you know, he yeah, exactly. he was he was brilliant to have yeah. on. It was, you know, he's such a nice guy, such a gentleman. You know, I still speak to him now over Facebook, Messenger, okay, cool. check in and phenomenal, you know, just a gentleman, pure gentleman. Um, uh, Frank Reyes, he was a referee for WCW and Stanford. Uh, Places like that, WWE, WEF, whatever, you know. Uh, My coach for uh, VCW, he actually got trained by him as well, I believe. Andrew, I'm sorry if I was wrong, because I can't remember. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Andrew James as well, the the owner of VCW. It's good to listen to his backstory of how he he got into wrestling. Duke the Dumpster Drosy, lovely guy. Having him on it, it's good to hear it. Uh, You know, Kamen, I've known Kamen for a long time. Such, you know, me and Kim go way back. Yeah. Every, I so, all right. So let's just say I haven't got a specific favorite. Everybody I have had on, they've always brought something that I thought I'd yeah. always thought that was, I enjoyed listening. I, I do, I love listening to people's stories because mm. some of them are so unique. Yeah. You know, it's like listening to um, Robbie McAllister, you know, <laughs> I had him on, phenomenal guy. I love him. He's, He's like brilliant. looking in the mirror, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, (laughs) if he ever came over to the UK, brilliant. We could just be like Highlanders 2.0. Be the Highlanders Mark 2, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I'm the better looking one, though. (laughs) But, um, you know, everybody I've had on, they've all been great in their own way. You know, some people I'm going to be bringing back on. uh, Some people are are not wrestlers. You know, I try to bring on people outside of wrestling. Like I've had a tattoo artist on and, you know, she described what it was like being a tattoo artist, how she broke into the industry. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, just for something to learn, just mm. to listen to, sorry, learn. I've had musicians on, you know, because I know nothing about musicians, so trying to talk, the music, sorry, to talk into them. And I was like, yeah, I don't really know what to ask you guys, but it, yeah. it's okay. It's, it's kind of the same <clears> thing. And it's just interesting. I, it's just different. I did that with my other podcast and I, it was more, I started that one first because, you know, I, I did a bit of writing and whatever, and I was very much in that vein. So I was talking to authors and whatever, and I brought on musicians. And it's completely different to doing this, yeah. really, because I, I do have to have something to go on with those because <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, yeah, I'm, I'm not in that realm. You know, I'm not in the wrestling industry, but I've grown, grown up with it. I can carry a conversation yeah, you, about it. You yeah. Know? But the others, yeah, I, um, I really had to kind of try to build something up so that I could be in their shoes almost and know sort of how to talk to them. It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like with me, like with the musicians, like, so, guitars, you strum them. <laughs> How did you start doing that? Okay, drums, you do that with them. Okay, cool. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's quite difficult, but we got through it because of the banter. 
we yeah. we got through it. It's all good. It was yeah. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, in terms of favorite, everybody's everybody. Everybody, yeah. Diplomatic. yeah. Duke, yeah. Duke, Duke Josie, um, I, I will. Um, yeah, you had them on as well, haven't you? you I had, had he was my, he was the first guest I had. He's the second one that I released, but he was the first guest I recorded with. And yeah. I remember that I was just by chance, I'd spotted him in a Facebook group. Yeah. Pinged him a message and he actually responded and I couldn't believe it. Oh, I know you like, you know, oh God. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a bit like that. I went to, I went to sleep with a real smile on my face, but the night that we did it is because he was doing, he did it right before his podcast. So this was like midnight over here. Fresh cam live. Yeah. He was doing that. It was like, that was the latest I've ever stayed up and I was dead on my feet. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I can't screw this one up. Um, oh yeah. I mean, there, there's more pressure having guys on. Yeah. Like when it's yeah. your friend, like, oh, all right, but you know, but with guys like him, you're like, mm, shirt and tie, and yeah, you you can't make sure the hair's okay, and <laughs> you know, and all that. You got to feel like you got to know your stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, um, I fun. think you know, you're all fans anyway, aren't you? Whether they've been in the ring or not, you know, you you we've always got that you know something to talk about. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but you know, any any uh, any plans to bring it back? Because I know you've been on a little bit of a break. Yeah, I went on a break. Why? Uh, well, like I said to you before the we started, it was I felt like I just burned the candle on both ends of it. Um, I had a bit of a break and I came back and thought, you know, because I, I tried to do ten episodes per series or ten to fifteen episodes per series kind of thing, yeah. and I I made I think about five episodes. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done now. Yeah. You know, uh, my last I think my last interview was with Robbie McAllister. I think okay. uh, I can't quite remember. Sorry. Um, not because of what anything he's done, it's just because I've just felt like I can't be asked to edit this anymore because it takes yeah. you know, like you know yourself, it probably yeah. takes a few to edit it, and then you get it out there, and it's you kind of get a little bit disheartened when you've had one view in like two hours. Like, come on, yeah. man, yeah, you, <laughs> end up, you just trying watch, to push watching. past that, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, mental health is a, is a big factor in my podcast as well, you know, with as well that kicked in, it's like, yeah, I just need to. Sure. And then shows started coming back regularly again. I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't balance family life and work life and wrestling life. You know, I need to just yeah. give something up for a bit. But never fear, because you guys will hear the punters. How is it going again from November the first? Awesome. Ooh, cool, cool. There then... you go. Drop the date. <laughs> awesome. Well, there we go. So something to look forward to. Just yeah. it's, it's giving me time then to catch up with. You know, go through more of your back catalogue before that. So. If you want to, it's up to you. I wouldn't be offended if you don't. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot on there that I... Um, 64 episodes. There's, to yeah, there's, there's a lot for, for, for us to delve into. One of the ones that I have watched recently, mainly because I also have him coming on um, in the next couple of weeks, is Endless Lee. I've uh, yeah, I had to kind yeah. of prepare myself for that one. So yeah. that would be, be interesting. And, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. that's <laughs> anyway, going to be a good one for you. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a different one. It mm. really is. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be quite unique. That looks yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let's say unique. Yeah, bless him. <laughs> yeah, no, good kid, good kid. Yeah. So let's let's um let's finish off with um just a couple of my favourite go to sort of final questions, as it were. Well, I've already pouted a couple at you. Um, right. So sort of as a as a fan, then putting yourself back in your your fans' shoes, 
Um, if you could, if you've got a go-to match, although we've already, okay, I've already kind of asked uh, asked this before, putting the hell in the cell aside. Okay. Because I want a different answer. Right, fair. Um, um, one one match that you could go back to and just what if you if you could watch one match over and over and over again for the rest of your life. Oh God, that's a that's a question on the spot. That is. <laughs> I'm about to change that right. because I realised I'd already I've already asked that one. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> like I said originally, it was it's the Undertaker Shawn Michaels thing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. No. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I <laughs> Um, there we go. I knew I would. Uh, that's, the, that's the parental advisory sticker slapped on this thing now. Yeah, so. bang. <laughs> copyright. No, that's not copyright, was it? Um, I don't. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I mean, uh, not got one that you. Um, I mean, I got. I got. I suppose events and matches that at any point I could. I could just pick up. And, and watch yeah. there's probably not any that I'd watch over and over and over again but just sort yeah. of, if anyone was to say you could watch one match God. from the past maybe not a match as such but an event it's one of my all time favourite events which is probably something I'd always go to is Wrestlemania 17 uh, okay and the Taker Triple H yeah. um, you got the, I believe you had the gimmick battle royal you know where like Duke the Dumpster came back yeah. and all that yeah yeah, that, um, was, that was the one where Austin turned heel. Yeah, wasn't it? I think yeah, that's the yeah. right one. Yeah. It was even for someone who wasn't really watching it regularly. Yeah, I, I, um, I could appreciate the impact of that one. Yeah, was, but yeah. yeah, that that's yeah, that, not a match then because I can't really think of anything mm. like you really put me on the spot on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, pay per view WrestleMania seventeen. Cool. Okay. Sorry, sorry, I can't give you the match. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, I will. Uh, let's let's go to my ultimate favorite. No, actually, no. Sorry, I've got a couple left. There's one, one that I've missed out. What a time in the world, man. Ah, uh, so um, if you could have one match um with anyone in the wrestling world, I yeah. did used to see. I I painted this. I used to paint the scenes like if you could have a match at WrestleMania, but you know WrestleMania isn't. The be all and end all. I don't feel like it used to be. You can be a WrestleMania if you want, but one match if you could pick someone to have that that one momentous match with that you could then tell your grandkids about, and you could pick anyone from the wrestling world, past or present. Who would it be? And what sort of match actually as well? It probably would be Undertaker as well, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 one match I'd really love to have is. Either a casket match or a buried live match. That, okay. That's one thing. I, that's one match I'd love to have. So yeah. I never quite. Oh, got look at the... Keyboard. He's an Undertaker kiss. <laughs> or, you know. I I never quite got the buried alive concept, even when they they first did it back in like. But it's interesting. You know, I, I I love yeah. the I love the I love the illusion. I suppose. It? Yeah, it's been one of those even that I've become like. Mm, I, I don't know if I really buy it. It's, it's Maybe good to a watch, barbed wire match, you know, like AEW did. That was something. Barbed yeah, I haven't seen that one. I, I heard about the one. What was it the death match they were meant to have? I think that the was explosives didn't. That, that was probably didn't, it. Yeah. Then yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the where the, the the explosives didn't quite go off, and it just looked like oh, it. it's brilliant. It might as well have people as the Barclays just going. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, against Undertaker, I'd say, you know, a lot of people are, would probably say, like, oh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, but they're two above me. 
I feel like I could do something with Seek. Would you win? Oh, God, no. I wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense for me to win. It makes sense for him to win, regardless of what age he is. It's, it's fine. He, he okay. could have to win. I'll let him. Okay. He um, can do me a solid another time. Yeah, it's fine. On, on a SmackDown or something. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, right. You thought you'd been put on the spot before. And if you've watched any of my most recent shows, you probably would have been prepared for this. Um, your wrestling Mount Rushmore. Who would be on it? Oh, I wonder whose keyboard's Mount Rushmore. I wonder. <laughs> so obviously we got Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know I've mentioned him a lot, but there's reasons to obviously not only I... was he a phenomenal wrestler, but you gotta think about the stuff he does backstage, how loyal yeah. he was. I'm not gonna, when, nobody's going to knock you for having him on there because, yeah, you know, his he, work ethic is I, I love his work ethic, you know, yeah. just, and the loyalty, you know, especially yeah. through the WWF era. Yeah. He stuck with his guns and he, he made he, he made a name for himself and all that. It's, he didn't mind putting people over either. I know for the first few years they were trying to depict him as like unbeatable or whatever, but then he did, you know, he did, he did take those those losses and then sort of in the later yeah. years he really did put some of the younger guys over he recognized like that and there's others who didn't yeah like Orton Orton was a yeah. good example of what you just said he put Orton over he got kicking off Vince but then Taker was like wow he's a future we gotta put him over sometime and exactly. you got someone like him putting someone like that over yeah imagine you know just imagine what would have happened if he didn't put him over Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, take on there. Take her on there, not just for the wrestling, but no, all no. around. With you on that. Um, Kane and the fact, just because, again, our loyalty and how long, you know, he, will, he was willing to do stuff apart from the Kane gimmick, you know, Isaac Yankum, for example. God. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'd say, I would say Shawn Michaels as well, def most definitely you know, his matches he had, especially in his prime as well, and like, and the matches he had with the Rockers as well, they were Yeah, really yeah. Um, a lot of people would say Ric Flair. I, I like Flair, but, you know, I, okay, yeah, okay, we'll say Flair. Not outside, you know, because of outside of WWE, all the stuff he done as well. Hmm. Um, so don't, don't, don't feel, you know, peer, peer pressure, for, you know, for putting stuff Oh, no. I, this is your personal one, so... Okay, I've I've been I've been there, but like, well, I should have him, I should have him, I should have him. But to be fair, I didn't really enjoy watching them all that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. People don't like it, then mm. tough. <laughs> kind of, you fair know. Enough. Um, and the last one. How many heads are on Mount Rushmore? Four. Five. Four. Four. Oh, okay, well, I've done it then. There we go. Take a <laughs> take a game, Sean so Michael. I was gonna say you can swap. You, I didn't. I, I wasn't convinced with your. I didn't feel the conviction with your Ric Flair. So if you want to swap uh, that for anyone, it's, it's, it's because everybody. But when I think, I think of it as in terms of like, oh, not just because of the what they was like in the ring. I think of it as what they was like outside yeah. from what people know. Yeah. You know what they was like outside their business and work ethics and all that. But um, sure. You know, I, yeah. Sure. Um. I just trying to think of somebody like lately as well, like Rollins. Uh, Rollins, he, okay. you know, really good, like Styles as well, and yeah, yeah. All right, we, we, <laughs> should, we, we, should have had should have had an old school one, new generation one. Yeah, yeah, should have. Yeah, we could there be we all go. day, but brilliant. yeah, we could. Cool. Listen, Keyboard, thank you so so much for your time. I uh, no, thank I, I I often I often say this, but I really do think that I could have just let this go on for like another couple of hours probably 
Yeah, but that. we got our lives. You know, we have to unfortunately, do. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say unfortunately. No, my wife doesn't watch this anyway, but I didn't mean that. She will uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before you go, so, you know, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Any um, any appearances you've got coming up? Uh, social media, anything? Floor is yours for a couple of minutes. Okay, cool. So uh, in terms of social media, I don't have Twitter because it's just toxic. Uh, <laughs> Instagram is my personal one, so no, don't. And you can find me on Facebook. You you got a load of stuff on Facebook. You got matches. You got clips from matches. You got clips from stuff I've done throughout lockdown. Like I've done a whole thing. With my kids like it's called uh, Lockdown Mayhem, where I put my titles on the line. It's like a twenty four seven kind of thing. It, it was fun to do with the kids, awesome. you know. Um, uh, speaking about mental health as well, you know, just doing live feeds about mental health. Uh, I had COVID at the start of this year, so I done something called Cubal's COVID Chronicles, where I was just tasting stuff. I done a couple of videos on that, like spicy, like with Sabi and all that. That was just a bit, just a bit of fun and entertainment, yeah, you know. I like it. Um, yeah, I got a variety of things on my pages, just doing funny stints and stuff like that. So yeah, Cubal Facebook, like it. Um, I got a YouTube, Cubal's Bearded Rambles. You'll see my podcast on there. You'll see matches on there, other appearances I've been on, different podcasts. Like this one will be in there as well. Um, in terms of appearances, you have Ring Wrestling Stars. Search for them on Facebook. I am, uh, when's our next show? November the 19th, I believe it is, in Blandford Forum. Um, I'm against Big D again. Uh, Pro Wrestling Carnage, uh, 30th of October. Penkley Welfare Hall, uh, Slam Masters Wrestling this Sunday in Ponticlan RFC place thing, whatever it is, and that's about it. I, I cool. For now, yeah, that's enough. Enough to let people. That's it. Yeah, that you know, that's enough. Yeah. Just go on page. <laughs> I'll on there. That'll do. Sorry. Awesome. But no what I will say is because you've obviously had me on your podcast. When I get mine up and go in, you're going to come on mine, and we're going to get behind the man behind. Once upon a tip buckle. Just thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm well up for that. Can't wait for that. And there awesome. we go. Cool. Well, thank you once again, Cubal. This has been amazing, mate. And I will speak to you again. Definitely. Thank you very much, man. No Hashtag, way, yeah. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.